And what's going on? How's everybody doing tonight? This is your host Q, and I'm here with uh, my co-host Kartik. And looks like Michael Michael Tanavasa is actually here. Just uh, did not expect or did not accept the invitation to speak. Mike, whenever you get that invitation, just be sure to there we go. Hop. And uh, we're just waiting for uh, Rory, aka Bork, and uh, our guest uh, Ivy, who's going to be coming, coming through in a few minutes. But um, just wanted to. Uh, Actually, before I give a background as to, as to what the topic is tonight, just want to find out from my co-host how y'all how y'all doing this week? Everybody, uh, everybody like nice and non-stressed out. Is everybody feeling? Everybody feeling good? Are we like not? Yeah, I'm feeling great. How's everyone else doing? I'm doing all right. How are you, Q? Oh, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm perfect, except that. I don't know. For some reason, I keep finding myself in like fights with the worst people on the internet. But aside from that, I'm doing okay. How about yourself? That sounds like a Tuesday for you. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, um, if you want to maintain your peace, uh, don't tell people not to record other people at the gym if they're not doing anything wrong. Uh, apparently, if you do that, you will be told by all of the most annoying people on the internet that you're a horrible person and probably hate, like hate women. I'm surprised that the consent discourse people are not uh, seeing it intuitively that like it's not okay to record people without their consent. Uh, yeah, the thing about consent is that it only applies to when you actually like or sympathize with the person. If you don't like or sympathize with them immediately, then consent is just not a thing that anybody else has to follow, I suppose. But uh, it turns out, like, the internet is now turning on one of my favorite people, Joey Swole. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. That was pretty yeah, wild. And I thought TikTok he responded to it pretty well. They're saying he scammed. I guess he scammed some people, and then he stared at, a, at one of his clients. I mean, whatever that means. I haven't seen the video, so I can't really say one way or another. I, the, the video scam- that I saw basically was that he was uh, kind of they was calling him out for basically calling women out and like they're kind of making him out to be some kind of like guy who's targeting women. Uh, and he made a video. I think you, you might have retweeted it that he made a video saying that like he's kind of like an equal opportunity offender. He calls everybody out who's uh, you know making the gym an unsafe or an uncomfortable place, uh, which I think seems to be reasonable. I think like it fits the, my understanding of him at least. What do you, what are your thoughts, Q? I mean, I've been following him on on like social media for quite a while, and I haven't. I've seen him be pretty much equal. I wouldn't call him an equal opportunity offender because he's not offending anything. That's true. Uh, yeah. But I've but I've seen him make videos about you know uh, I've seen him make videos about men and women, uh, mostly having to do with the way that they treat gym, gym staff, the way that they will record guests in the background. Sometimes they'll like make fun of people, especially like newer people at the gym. Uh, you know, make fun of their attire or how they're working out. Um, and this, this thing where people are recording guys, you know, labeling them as creeps while they're just sort of walking by, maybe even like glance in the person's direction. Sometimes not even that that's relatively new. And he has been calling that out. But prior to that, like I would see him call out men and women on a fairly equal basis when they're exercising really poor gym. There's something about like this calling out uh, people, like especially calling out like women seems to be getting a, a dude in trouble, no matter what the angle of calling out, no matter what the, you know, the 
it, this isn't to like say that like you know it's a, that, that women are like kind of targeting dudes or anything like that but it's just that the discourse seems to be like red hot to touch like you cannot say anything um against i mean like this goes all the way as we well know goes all the way up to like politics where like the moment you uh, criticize a, a politician's political position you're coming at them um by being a misogynist is kind of the characterization and it's just crazy to see that like transcend all genres all uh you know all industries and like it seems to be the standard boilerplate accusation get that gets thrown at a guy the moment the the target is uh, a woman regardless of what the woman is doing etc yeah what i've noticed is that uh i mean i'm not a big fan of like uh call outs unless they're absolutely necessary and i think when you are recording somebody without their permission and putting their like their face or their identity or whatever on blast um in like for the entire internet to see yeah, that's one of those acceptable moments. And I think, I don't know, I, th- I think it's hard for some people to wear the shoe on the other foot. It doesn't quite fit so well. Um, because, you know, guys have been called out for a multitude of, I think, very good reasons over the past several years. Um, many of them quite publicly. And I think when it's women who are exercising bad behavior, and then they end up getting publicly ashamed on the internet, and it's not, you know, for it's not for racism or something where we would generally find it socially acceptable to shame a woman, but where it's, yeah, she tried to shame a guy, but it was actually her who crossed a serious boundary. I think a lot of people aren't quite so comfortable with that. And what I've actually been seeing too is like guys who will call Joey Swole out and say, well, you know, this may be this may not be okay, but women oftentimes don't feel comfortable in the gym and don't feel comfortable in public places, and you need to understand that. And it's like, yeah, that may be true that they that there are women who don't feel comfortable at the gym. It is also true that women are harassed at the gym. I know this because I've seen it happen myself. Um, yeah. But if you're not being harassed, if you're not being bothered, it's just not like, that's not an excuse to plaster somebody's face all over the internet and accuse them of being a creep. Like regardless of whatever your reason is, it's, it's still not okay. That's why I don't see yeah. Joey Soul as like a, yeah, sorry, Mike, uh, you can, you can say, say it after this. Like I said, I'll just make it really short. Uh, I, yeah. I don't see Joey Soul as like a sociologist or an anthropologist. He's just a content creator who's critiquing content. I don't think he's particularly critiquing like gym etiquette uh, per se. I mean, he's, he's if anything, I've, I'm seeing him critiquing TikTok videos about gym etiquette, which make basically, I think the angle is that like those videos are dissuading people from going to the gym. And he is basically serving as a positive force by saying that, like, hey, don't get deterred by these videos. I know that, like, these are people who are trying to make it seem like the gym is an uncomfortable and hostile place, but it's not. It's actually inclusive. And uh, he's trying to be inclusive towards all people, I feel like. And I don't think, like, the, the fact that he's not, like, placating or facilitating, uh, making it seem as if the gym is inclusive for only one either gender or, like, whatever uh, the category might be. I think that's what makes him kind of more attractive to even begin with. But Mike, uh, finish your thought. Well, you know, right before we came on, I showed a tweet about how someone was saying that the gym is not a place to pick up other women. And I'm like, majority of relationships start in workplaces. If it's okay to pick up, you know, marry someone that you work with, why is it not okay to hit on a hit on a girl in a gym or hit on a dude in a gym or in any public place? Like that is how people used to meet before the internet was invented. 
I think like, Martin is, I think that really that... all I think that all depends on time and place, right? Like it's uh it, if you can tell that somebody is into their workout, doesn't really want to talk to anybody, you can always tell. Like you can look at somebody well, yeah. on, on a machine and tell that they just don't want to be bothered. So if you happen to strike up a conversation and usually I won't even like if I was to talk to somebody and try to like try to up a conversation because I'm interested in seeing them afterwards, I wouldn't do it on the workout floor. I would do it like perhaps like at the desk or on the way out or maybe even outside or something like that. But generally like not in the middle of the workout. If I am gonna talk to somebody in the middle of a workout, it's gonna be about the workout. It's gonna be about like whatever it is that they're doing at the moment. Maybe if I notice that they're doing something interesting with their form or they're doing an exercise that I'm not familiar with, something to that effect. We're talking about the subject matter at hand. But if we're talking about like quote unquote picking up and I hate putting it that way, like you're really just striking up a conversation with a stranger. But if you're interested in somebody and you want to flirt or whatever, I mean, yeah, whatever, get your flirt on, you know, wherever you can get it, but you just got to pay attention to proper time and place. You no, don't, that, yeah, you don't, you don't want to stop somebody in the middle of their workout and interrupt what they're doing to be like, oh my gosh, I can't, I just, I had to say something because you are so beautiful and like, nah, that's, that's not the right time or place for that shit. You know what I mean? But you can apply can. that same logic to like Twitter and Tinder and Bumble. Like, you know, it's not the time and place to send a dick pic to someone just because they match with you. And, you know, there's a lot of inappropriate stuff that happens online too when people try and hook up. And I would say even more inappropriate stuff than just happening to go flirt with a random woman at a public area. You know, I mean, all. All my homies, that's how they talk to girls. They they meet them in public. They don't meet them online. They go up and talk to girls in public. They go up and talk to girls at, at the club. They go up and talk to girls at the bars. The same with me when I was single. Like, that, that was normal. No one ever thought I was a creep. No one, most of the, um, uh, I mean, I got rejected too, but I'm just saying a good portion of time, girls came home with me. So it's like, this idea that that this isn't normal, this is exactly normal. This is this is exactly guess, how people used here's, to get here's together. The thing, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't think it's so much that uh, people are. I don't think it's so much that people are just like don't ever try to hit on uh, women at the gym. It's just more like know your time and place. But here's the thing. I don't see any videos of guys who are like inappropriately trying to flirt with a woman at the gym. That's not what I'm seeing. And I know yeah, that it, I know that it does happen because, like I said, I've literally seen it happen right in front of me. But those aren't the videos that are being um, that are that are going viral. Those aren't the ones that are going widespread. Obviously, obviously, it's because like everyone just gets really pissed off at people that seem like they're just seeking attention and uh, you know want to like direct people to their their whether it's their, like their TikTok page or OnlyFans page or whatever. But we're not seeing evidence that guys are like out and out harassing women at the gym. And I think that if you did start to see those videos, then we would have a point here. I did. I did see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I did see a video uh, of a man uh, who was trying to use some uh, free weights. And uh, basically the, there was a woman who said that like, she's, she's about to use them. And uh, he just like walks away, calling her a bitch a hundred times. You know, who shared that video? And criticize this dude, Joey Swole. Joey Swole, I bet yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, he will share those videos. And he's, he's pretty vocal about the fact that uh, the gym is there for people to, to work out, uh, get, to get their exercise, to better themselves. 
maybe even if you want to socialize, like you're, you're getting social with the gym community that has your best interests at heart. What you're not there to do is to get social with somebody that doesn't want that. You know what I mean? The moment that somebody says, yeah, no, thanks. It's time to go. Pack it up and leave. Well, I think what's important, too, is also to to know when someone is interested in you or when there is some sort of interest without them actually saying it to you. And well, that's, that's, for somebody like me, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I empathize <laughs> with that. Too. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just I'm way too autistic to pick up on any of that stuff. It'll be like like a year or two down the road. Um, and my thoughts will like get cast back to a moment where I'm like, Holy crap, that person was actually floating with me. It, I will never pick it up in the moment. Well, for me, I assume a lot of people are hitting on me. I don't know if I'm delusional or if it's actually true or not. Yeah, probably. Uh, so it's it's hard to say. But I get some weird DMs I, in, in Samoa and Messenger, and I get some in and in Twitter, too, from guys and girls. It's not just women. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I, I definitely understand the point about like certain. Pla- uh oh. Oh, so like well, it's like you, you don't, you don't, you don't like. Hey, oh, hey Michael, sorry. We, uh, you're, you're Michael, 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 your Samoa internet just, uh, betrayed you for a second. Do you want to just repeat what you just said? <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, No, but I do get the point, like, certain places are, like, inappropriate to to pick up on women, like, uh, especially when they're at their workplace, like, at a a bar or at at a, you know, when they're waitressing and stuff like that. Um, And you really got to be, like, cognizant of, like, that there's actual attraction on their side before you actually say something to them. But at the same time, like, I've been to, like, Target and – Walmart and bars and clubs and girls, bartenders, cashiers, they've written their numbers and passed them to me when I was like just buying something and I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't flirting at all. All I did was make a couple jokes and that was it. So, I mean, actually, I I got a a question then. Does that mean that, I mean, you're just a customer. You weren't trying to get no flirt on or nothing. You're just, uh, you know, trying to buy your stuff and leave. So if the clerk passes her number on to you, is that not inappropriate or am I just splitting hairs here? Um, I feel like it's appropriate for me. I mean, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, but that's because, no, to that's be because you're a hound. I'm talking about like, you know, if we were, uh, if we were, if we were trying to, if we were trying to keep all things equal here, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably just being incredibly pedantic. I just do think that like, it's, it's a lot more than simply, you know, just the the proper time and place and it's a lot more than uh whether somebody feels comfortable because frankly i don't i don't believe in this idea that people should be made to feel comfortable in public space i think that you as a as a person living in any kind of like social setting you owe it to people not to deliberately make them uncomfortable like if let's say okay just like shot in the dark here Let's say, uh, let's say that there's a uh, trans woman that comes into a washroom, right? Or like a, um, like a change room and wants to get changed in the women's change room. It is your like social obligation not to make them uncomfortable. Um, it's your social obligation not to like harass people, but is it your obligation to make people comfortable 
Because what I what I would see a lot of is, is women saying, well, men need to understand that we're not comfortable in the gym setting a lot of the time. To which I say, yeah, but nobody owes you the feeling of comfort. That's that's a completely up to you thing. Like, I think any grown yeah. adult, I think any grown adult is really going to have to develop a, so, a social resilience where they can feel comfortable in public spaces. And while uh, people should not be antagonizing them or deliberately making them uncomfortable, I don't think anybody has to go out of their way to make you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, speaking of women, I mean, I think, I... Uh, guests uh, guests might have just called in, and I think she's in the. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, I just yeah. yeah just added Ivy uh, or rather sent uh, an invitation for uh, Ivy to to join the the speaker panel, but um, we're we're going to pivot off of that real quick. And if anybody wants to call um, about that particular topic, feel free to jump into the caller queue. Ivy, just uh, uh, there we go. Ivy's up on the speakers panel. One thing I also did want to talk about, and this is something that I find incredibly bizarre, but I've been seeing it on social media, particularly on Twitter lately. And while I don't necessarily like using Twitter discourse as grist for the mill, I do find this one a little bit interesting because it kind of, it's a bit of a confluence with like NFT, Web3 culture, blockchain, whatever. And that's like the idea that AI uh, women that are like machine generated. So these are like not real people. These are like AI images that they can be generated um, off of these machine learning hardwares. I'm guessing that this is like mid journey or one of the other like uh, AI um, hardwares that's uh, very good at recreating um, human faces and features, just not teeth and hands. And I'm not exactly sure what prompts people were putting in to generate these characters, but uh, there was a, a bunch of like female looking uh, characters. I say characters because like they're just not real people. So saying people is just sounds it's just a little bit weird to me. But they were wearing like these like these like skimpy outfits, bikinis, and so forth. And somebody was saying like, "Oh my gosh, it's over for the OnlyFans girls." You know, women are going to be freaking out when they see how like men uh, put their time and energy, or like rather they don't they don't spend their time and energy chasing after women because they've got their needs satisfied by these AI bots. And I'm like, dog, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, even if you're somebody, even if you're somebody who doesn't really have an interest in like, you know, uh, fulfilling human relationships and you're going to subscribe to somebody's OnlyFans and that's good enough for you. I, I don't think that AI generated bots are going to put the OnlyFans creators out of business. And I, f I find it a little bit strange that there's this like this underlying resentment towards people that do create on OnlyFans. Like I can understand why people are upset with OnlyFans, the company. I mean, frankly, I don't think that they're a very good company myself. I, I, I think that they've got some incredible like ethics issues to sort out. Um, and I don't think that like any sort of uh, large media company should be like uh, should be defended. But there's this strange kind of resentment that that gets directed only at the creators and so it, it's almost weird how people are gleeful that these ai generated images are supposedly going to be are going to put OnlyFans creators out of business and i i just don't think that's going to happen so that's the reason that i uh, invited um ivy to uh, to come through because ivy hi hi can you hear me? how are you doing yep we can hear you cool. yep so um, ivy is a uh ivy does digital communications and works with OnlyFans. Creators. oh well, yeah yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I? Can yeah, I? Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, nice okay. to meet you, Ivy. So, yeah, so you, you, yeah, you cool. go ahead and introduce yourself. So theoretically, mm -hmm. um, 
if like OnlyFans that the whole idea is that you get to communicate and get custom like I don't know feel like you have a relationship with the creator um because if not you would just watch internet porn because it's free and it's everywhere yeah um and so hypothetically um the stars who are really big probably aren't able to respond to all of their dms and like upsell their stuff and like give their followers that feeling of having a connection with them and so hypothetically um they may want to hire someone to assume their voice and respond to messages as if they were the star and if that hypothetical position existed, I uh, would be good at it. So good. Uh, in fact, I would be probably hired to do it. <laughs> I can neither confirm ethical? because of confidentiality clauses. Mm-hmm. I can neither confirm or deny, though, that that is absolutely the case. Okay. Now, have you, have you seen these AI-generated models? I did because I Googled them before here. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of them? They look real young. And, and very. <laughs> Don't they know? Like, it's so weird. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the Western equivalent of, like, yeah, the, the weird, like, borderline hentai porn that you, you wonder, like, if anybody caught that shit on your hard drive, would you get a visit from the FBI? That part, that part. Yeah. If they had a girl group, it would be called Aryan Airheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, this, this, uh, this stuff is wild. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I'm not a large and avid consumer of porn. Um, it's not, I don't have like a, a, a huge thing against it. I just, I don't know, it's just not necessarily my cup of tea at all times. Um, but I don't think that the guys who are avid porn consumers are looking for just an image to look at and add to the spank bank, per se. I think that there's something more that they're looking at or that they're they're trying to get from OnlyFans creators. Would you mind just shedding a little bit of light on that? Absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of the time, um, the vast majority, obviously, of the subscribers with whom, like, I have interacted have been men. And I think that we, especially in the West, we live in a society in which men aren't as free to be vulnerable, aren't as free to share their emotions. And often the only time that they get like physical affection extended physical affection is from sex and so they are looking for connection outside of a relationship because if they can't get a relationship if they're having trouble or they're single or they're in a relationship that's not working and isn't happy they're going to look for some other venue in which to be vulnerable and there's not (laughs) there's not a much more like vulnerability you can show that's more vulnerable than like showing yourself having sex on the internet. And so I think that men, like they're obviously attracted to that, but it's more than that. It's the connection that they crave and it's the ability to open up to somebody because that person has opened up in front of you, pun intended. Hmm. I think this is the first time, uh, especially with respect to, uh, porn consumption. I mean, definitely there's a, there's a lot of uh, mentions of vulnerability and like, you know, definitely to the extent of exploitation when it comes to porn performers. But like, this is the first time that like, you know, I'm hearing the angle about angle of uh, vulnerability when it, as it pertains to porn consumption. So um, 
what what do you think about like the discourse surrounding porn consumption like there is it's almost a taboo to the extent that like a lot of people have to disavow uh, just out of politeness their the extent to which they are consuming or like um that they are uh, right. that they're basically watching porn yeah yeah and that same that same stigma extends to creators too i just i think that it like um uh for example i am i'm like a polyamorous person and i think that a lot more people in the world are polyamorous but because of the effects of uh, mainly um like christianity judaism and islam we have this like universal ideal that polyamory is fine in islam it's just that you know well that's true that's it, it's true. it's uh you know as long as yeah. it's, it's multiple wives for one dude which yeah. i mean to, for me i mean that's just that's just the way it ought to be that's you know? the, the way, right i, I completed about that that, that, that is thing. true <laughs> that is true but it's the okay fair enough fair enough fair enough but that's often where that comes from like that we have to be i don't know reserved when it comes to attraction and to sex and so i think that those ideals are what largely like contribute to the same um shame around sex and for some reason as well i'm not sure why this is the case but like I, all of you know women all of you know like if you've had a relationship with women that those women are going to their friends and talking exactly about what that sex is like they're talking about what your dick is like they're talking about like whether you get good head or a not dude like, might say, we just communicate a dude about might that say, shit. like my ask question hey oh did you smash yeah i smashed women yeah, exactly. will get into like like the length the how girth, the veininess the the stroke game like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Women absolutely. Get into, like explicit detail yeah yeah absolutely and so there's just like like there is that shame amongst men about. Sorry, what was that, Michael? Like, I mean, when I when, okay, when I was single, yeah, yeah, I would talk about girls I slept with, but my baby mama, that's off limits. I'm we're not, I'm not I'm not talking to my yeah. friends about like our sex life. That's that's all. That's the mother of my kids, you know. But yeah, likewise, um, I I do understand like, but I, I get that like you know guys do talk to their friends about their relationship problems and you know sex whether it's bad or good is a relationship problem. And it makes sense for women to, to talk to their well, it's, it's a relationship about issue that. for they're, sure. They're yeah. I don't know if I would say it's a problem at all. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. It's an issue, yeah. Opposite of a problem. It can be a problem. You know what? Let's just, well, you know what? Let's problem, just, let's just you know? say uh, in like, uh, you know, long-term relationships and marriage problems yeah, or in, in marriage situations. Yeah. It, it does actually end up becoming a problem. What is it? Like? I think it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like close to a third of um, marriages are technically sexless, i.e. like uh, 10 or less encounters per year. So, it, yeah, I guess sex like actually does end up being a fairly large problem in marriages. And a large portion of the people who are accessing OnlyFans creators are people in those relationships. Hmm. It's I think it's just that there is a there is a taboo around sex that comes from like our traditions and is more intense with men um and with yeah uh, who knows why um and that's that's where that kind of stigma comes in regards to porn and creators and that that stigma has pre pretty much 
existed all the way throughout history. Not so, like, all civilizations, but yeah. Well, I was gonna ask, like, as a uh, you know, as a uh, comms person, like you're you're seeing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Like you're seeing behind the veil, like what yeah. these guys yeah. are actually, um, what they're requesting, what kind of conversations they're having. Because I find that yeah. Rory and I that's were, were thing, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if, if that's the kind of work that you're doing, like, I would assume that the, you know you do see behind the veil a bit. But like. Uh, Rory and I were, were going back and forth on this one a bit earlier today, which is like, okay, well, you know, do we talk to guys who um, have uh, guys who like have subscriptions to OnlyFans? Do we talk to OnlyFans creators? And the, what we came to the agreement on was that, well, I think both sides are a little bit too close to the problem to really be able to identify or analyze it. But somebody who is, you know, who like uh, facilitates communication between the two, I think, um, would have a pretty good and non-jaundiced perspective on it. So I guess my question here is, what is it guys are looking for? Like, based on your experience, what is it the guys are looking for from the creators? Um, it, obviously, it depends on the guy. Um, they often have some sort of, uh, I don't know, persona that, like, they, I don't know, they may be dominant, they may be submissive, they may be um, into all kind of different kinks. And that doesn't always have to, like go along with what the creator um, puts out there. Like, I could, uh, there's totally, uh, like, very innocent vanilla creators who get subscriptions from people who want them to, like, own them as a slave or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it depends on the person, but most of it is they want to tell the creator that they're beautiful. And they really appreciate the work they do and um, and develop just some kind of connection. Often it's they want to tell you a little bit about themselves so they feel that they have a connection and they want to give money to this person because they like them and they want to... That's like the whole fan, point of OnlyFans, but they want to feel like this is a good person that they're giving money to. So this is someone that they can... I don't know who isn't going to use it for dumb stuff or, or even if they do, this is somebody that they want to support, not just because they think they're hot, but also because they are cool, you know? So yeah, often it is, it's a lot more emotional than I expected it to be. There is a huge sexual element to it, obviously, right. but, but yeah. When you said, awesome. when you said that like, uh, these are the, dudes who are in those sexless marriages uh do they majority like predominantly disclose that they are or uh, is that how you know um i i'm not sure what the percentage is but yeah often people will disclose it and sometimes it's a guilty thing like they're um uh like like uh i, I can't believe i'm doing this but you're just so hot that I had to blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it's like a, a kink thing. Sometimes it's like a, um, yo, you know, I'd leave my wife for you. Like you are so perfect, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, often, often it is a disclosed thing or like a message that's like, um, I don't know. You're, you're, you're so much hotter than my girlfriend or something like that. And yeah, those are always weird to respond to. So I have like, a question, yeah. like when go ahead, go ahead, a guy sorry. said, like, I would leave my wife for you or you're so much hotter than my girlfriend. 
how do you feel about that person as like a like a you know character <laughs> right i don't i, I mean my, my job is to well like yeah that in that situation my job is to take their money and make them want yeah. me money and so in that regard i can kind of separate my um my uh, morals from it and um as a poly person i don't know i'm kind of like don't hate the player hate the game like if y'all didn't want to be married that's not on me <laughs> so like this I, i'd like I'm... to connect that uh, the you know the the fact that like we're kind of seeing uh, ai take this place and i and i i mean i can totally see the kink aspect of like revealing that you're engaging in an illicit scenario because you're clearly you're you're married or like maybe you're not married but you're cosplaying as married uh but the entire premise of that hinges on the fact that like you kind of intimately know that the person on the other end is a real person is there like a scope for such kinks when ai is on the other end like you kind of know that you're kidding yourself right yeah i suppose so that wasn't something i considered and i think that's that's something that everybody could put their piece into but yeah absolutely that makes that makes complete sense and it is especially when it comes to dom sub relationships it is the connection and the trust between those two people that really make it hot so yeah that makes sense i i i can see that um yeah kink relationships would be especially hard to put faith in if it were an ai with whom you were talking Um there's one thing I do well, wanna, I personally uh, sorry real, real quick Michael because I I want to just uh make a a quick point and we've we've got a uh, caller um our boy Black to the Future there. Uh I just want to make sure that uh he's able to to get through and also if if anybody in the audience has uh questions or if you want to like pipe in with your comments I mean please feel free to hop up and join the queue. But um back in uh, near the beginning of January there was a um uh a, a guy by the name of Robert Morris the CEO that uh formerly worked with uh, Airbnb um and Hope Lab uh co-founder of a company called Coco which does 24/7 peer support and crisis resources your the avenue that you think I'm about to go down it's actually worse than whatever you're thinking so his his uh tweet thread from back in the beginning of January went something like this We provided mental health support to about 4000 people using GPT-3, that is like a an AI chat software. Here's what happened. To run the experiment, we used Coco's, uh, a nonprofit that offers peer support and uh, people can ask for help there. What we did was use a co-pilot approach. If you're familiar with uh programming, co-pilot is where um normally like you'd have like two programmers uh where one person is sort of like navigating and the other person is doing the actual coding. Now co-piloting um due due to some uh you know breakthroughs and upgrades made by GitHub which is owned by Microsoft um developers are now using uh machine learning tools and AIs to to do their coding co-piloting. So we use a co-pilot approach with human supervising the AI as needed. We did this in about 30,000 messages. Now here's the thing. Normally when you're doing co-piloting as a coder, you are the one that's leading and then the machine is sort of like following behind you. and uh and and cleaning up the code or you can direct it to do certain tasks and the machine can sort of create the code and you can clean it up where a therapist is letting the machine take the lead and they're supervising as needed that's not co-piloting that's like <laughs> that's almost like putting 
a Tesla on autopilot uh, on like on city streets. So uh, he said that the messages composed by AI were rated significantly higher than those written by humans on their own. Response times went down 50% to well under a minute. And yet we pulled, the plat- we pulled it from the platform very quickly because once people learned the messages were co-created by a machine, it didn't work. Simulated empathy feels weird and empty. Machines haven't lived human experience. They don't have lived human experience. So when they say that sounds hard, or I understand it sounds inauthentic, and they aren't expending any genuine effort, at least not any effort that humans can appreciate. They're not taking time out of their day to think about you. The chatbot response that comes up in three seconds, no matter how elegant, feels cheap somehow. So I guess like dovetailing this with the, the current discussion, if this doesn't work in a therapy setting, which I think that that's pretty fucking scary that they would even think that that's a, a reasonable thing to do. If it doesn't work in that setting, how well do you think it could possibly work in a uh, let's say like a setting where you're developing a parasocial relationship with an OnlyFans model. Yeah, that's a really that's a really cool example. Um, well, I think it depends what you are looking for from porn. If you're just looking to watch something hot that makes you like horny, then that can I think that what you're describing is totally something that would be successful. Um, but in that case, you could just watch regular porn too. It just, it, it, you don't. Um, yeah, the guys that are looking for, um, or people who are looking to subscribe to OnlyFans accounts are usually looking to support the individual that they are a fan of. Do you think and, though that if I, uh, okay, so that's, that's, we're, we're getting, there's like three degrees here. I'm trying to figure out how to like conceptualize this, but there's like three degrees of removal, right? So the first degree, I guess, would be that a human who is not the OnlyFans model that you're subscribing to is responding to your messages as if they are that person. So they're basically adopting that person's voice and catering the yeah. response. Yeah, that's one. And then two is if the an AI rather than a human being so an AI is crafting the responses back to people that are making requests. And, and then the third is if it's not even a, like, it's not even a living human being, it's an AI generated model to begin with and AI generated uh, chat script that responds to people that are sending messages. So if people, for example, feel that the, the responses are empty possibly even meaningless if it's coming from a machine, because obviously a machine can't empathize with you. How likely do you think that the people that, you know, that you've communicated with, how likely would they be to say, continue subscribing? Is that something that people would be into? Yeah, I I don't think they would. Yeah, I think you're completely correct. And if I think that that you could totally use uh, AI to respond to these people, because a lot of the time you're getting the same questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're totally correct that um, if those people knew, just like the therapy session, that there was an AI with whom they were talking, mm. that that would kind of negate the the point of the OnlyFans, like the subscription. Yeah, and I'm not even like making a proposition here. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out, like, based on your experience, is that something that you would see guys subscribing to, or is that something that people would be into? 
No. I, 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 yeah, I personally am just like, that sounds really fucking weird. But hey, you know, to each their own. Yeah, no, you are. Well, the people subscribing are doing it too. Like, because they create connection, which is something that, that you can't feel in regards to a non, a non-living being, not in the same way. Like, right. And that illusion need, or that fact needs to be maintained in order for that person to continue wanting to support that creator. This for me begs the question of how much of these kind of like it's over for everybody. AI pro AI posts are like practically AI advertisers or like promoters yeah. or something. Yeah. Like uh, I can't see I can't see an average person being excited about this. I feel like these are all like plants or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It's all the, it's all the same people that were boosting NFTs and crypto and Web three and that kind of stuff. Um, just wanted to, just wanted to uh, take the uh, the call from uh, Black to the Future. You can go ahead and ask your question, bro. What up? What up, you? Um, How you doing? So I actually disagree with Ivy in that they can't replace. So, so for background, I've been working in IT for 11 years. And for a couple of years, I used to work on a back end for a lot of uh, sites. And I got to tell you, like men, like you can't really compare men in therapy calling to, you know, like trying to get help and being suicidal and all that versus when men are horny. When men are horny, men are real stupid. Extra stupid. <laughs> like, like, let's keep it a being. Like, men are, like, that's why there's, like, uh, what is it, the moment of clarity after you bust a nut and you just, like, come back, like, yeah, yeah, coming back clarity. down the yeah. regular size. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Like, like, all that common sense goes out the window. I've seen enough conversations from foreign women that do, you know, that live chat porn and all that. You, they they already scripted all that. All that's already done by a bot. A lot of those responses are already wow. done by bots. So whoa whoa whoa, whoa. wait a second. Wait a second. AI, so, like, so what they're what the the women who are responding to the guys on those like those live chats? I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They already that's already usually handled by bots anyway, or but by a third party that's running a bot. Like that's not okay. So are they are they telling the women what to say? No, no, no. They already they just say it for the women. Like, they already oh. have a chat bot, like, that's like a, a Slack bot that's already just running in the chat that just responds to, like, where are you from? Oh, you're so beautiful. All those things, like, you got to understand, most men that consume on OnlyFans don't yeah. send messages to women. So the majority of them are already just there for the visuals anyway. So right there, AI can take care of that. And then we're not talking about AI right now. To my AI in, like, five years, easily will push out. I would say a good majority of, of American and Western women on OnlyFans, period. Because you could easily mask uh, AI-generated uh, videos and images by just saying, I'm foreign. I don't speak English as a first language. <laughs> Easy. These men do not care. Like, they will try to engage a conversation. You can use broken English. You don't really have to make any sense. And then, then coming back to the idea that men are looking for a genuine connection. No, they're not. They're looking to be acknowledged and they're looking to be, you know, someone to tell them they're a good boy and all of that stuff. They, they don't get that acknowledgement from women in real life. So for a beautiful woman to just acknowledge their existence is enough for them to keep paying. Like I've seen the actual back end where all of these transactions and stuff happen. You'd be surprised how little conversation it takes to get a whole bunch of money out of men. And the only men that really get that intimate, quote unquote, interaction are the big, big spenders. It's talking about men that are dropping thousands of dollars a month. They might get it, but the $10 guy, $10 a month, 
No, you're getting no, AI-generated videos can, and chats and all that. They are. They are getting that interaction because that's what they're paying for. And that's what, that's kind of what I'm saying. I totally, I totally think that you're correct that a lot of these guys are just paying to support that specific person. But I am talking about the guys who do message and who do reach out what they're looking right. for. And they're looking but for a lot action. Of, I feel and like I'm wondering if also... the people you say that often bots are the people responding when it comes to chat rooms. Do you think that if the guys typing out messages in those chat rooms knew that it was a bot responding, that they would still do that? I think some wouldn't, but I also think some don't care. Like, I honestly just truly believe they're like, does it take away from the fact that there's titties in my face? No. They're, yeah. They're like, they just don't care. Like, I know people who've been scammed right. by Nigeria scammers seven times. You know what I'm saying? Like men that have been scammed multiple times by Nigerian scammers. No pictures, no nothing, broken yeah. English, run through a script, and they still giving up like their pensions. So like this idea that it's got to be a real woman and real like no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I no. Hold, I, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, I don't think either of us are saying it, it's got to be a real woman. It's, it's like I was saying. Like there's there's a, a number of degrees of removal from the uh, from the source. So. Uh, where, what I was saying was that I think where the where it's one degree removed, like it's a human substituting for another human, or even like a bot substituting for a human speaking, but a, a live human is still behind the account. I think that is, I mean, not only is it feasible, as you said, like that's the model that currently exists. My my question, yeah, though, I mean, and, like, and, yeah, what, what I'm what I'm a little bit curious about is how do people respond when they know that the model does not exist. Like it's a computer generated model and computer generated language. Uh, they, but the thing is though, why would they reveal that? That's the thing. Like the lie is what the whole thing's about. Like this woman doesn't like you. She just wants the $10. Like this is, she doesn't like, but it's the lie, the appearance. It's the same reason why men go to strip club. And then you get goose that are so weird that they end up like sleeping outside the strip club because the stripper promised them she would, you know, <laughs> take a ride home with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, these are, these are things that I can't time. relate to. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I can't relate to that, either. Yeah. I've only and been to a strip is... club twice in my life. And like both times were just for the fuck. It's like we were just there having a good time for shits and gigs. So like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't see that avenue of, men want a genuine connection. I'm like, no, they just want to be acknowledged. Like, they want to participate not, in the not, lie. They do. It's just not all of them. The ones them. to whom I am sending messages are who I'm referring to, and that's who wants the connection. Lots of guys, like, watch hentai, you know, which is right. scripted and planned out and isn't human, and that's still a turn-on or read, like, sexy comics or erotica. Yeah. Like, all of this thing. Don't have a connection. literally just anime. But what I'm speaking about is who I who is messaging people on OnlyFans, who uh, people with whom I have interacted, and they are looking to feel that connection with the person that they're supporting. Right, and, they, and that's not and that's not everybody. Fans. That's not why everybody watches porn by any means. But no, no, no. I I 100% agree. But there are VTubers on OnlyFans that are making money. And, like, it's clearly obvious this is an animated hentai character. You feel me? Like, right. so, I mean, it. while I think it would really, if anything, I feel like the push for AI would, 
basically disenfranchised enough women that worked in sex work on, you know, online that there would be another push for like legalizing actual sex work. Like Wait, legalizing. So, uh, well, I, I, I have my doubts about that as to whether, um, like, let's say if only fans, and again, I, I see this being a ways off, like it's not going to happen in the next like six months to a year. You've yeah, seen no, these, no, no. Like, like you've seen these AI generated images. Like they, they'll have like twelve fingers on one hand. They've got like fifty five teeth in their face. Okay, hold on. First of all, yeah. they got the finger yeah. count. They they have corrected the finger count, but the fingers are way too long. Still, like they will look like yeah. head shit now. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they look like talons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're they're still working on that, and that's. I think that's going to take a little while for for them to to nail down. But there are still like features you can still look at these images and see that it's like it, it still falls within the uncanny valley i think where you have yeah. a live human to to work from for example i saw a uh, an ai demonstration a couple of weeks ago where it was a uh, a guy who does uh he does video editing um with machine learning and he was able to turn his voice and appearance into that of Morgan Freeman. So it was a split screen. And on, on the left half of the frame, you saw the, the, the creator speaking. And on the right half of the frame, it looked like Morgan Freeman was speaking. But the thing is, right. we, have enough, we have enough imagery and we have enough um, moving, uh, we have enough video of Morgan Freeman that his likeness can be approximated in a deep fake. So that kind of makes sense. But to generate a human from absolute scratch, I, I think that is still not within the realm, like not only to generate from, from scratch, but also to generate moving imagery. I think that's still beyond uh, machine learning for right now. I don't think it's something that's gonna um, get accomplished within the next even couple of years. At the same well, time- Well, here's an angle I want you to consider. Okay, sure. The, this, and this is what something I think will happen with like the top five one percent of only fans uh yeah. creators is that what they'll do is they'll create enough content that you can run all your content through machine learning and then all you gotta do is put on like a green screen suit and then mm. no matter what age you are so you could you know you can use the you can look the exactly the same in oh. all your content that you create for the rest of your life you know what i'm saying so you can yeah. be 80 and still doing that on a green screen suit and they, you can just superimpose your old body right on top of it that's entirely possible and that's that's a bit scary because knowing i mean porn does tend to it's weird sometimes like mainstream film will get ahead of pornography and sometimes pornography will get ahead of mainstream film and well those two industries are super tied together like yeah 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 yeah. and i I can i can see that being i can see that being a um uh I, i i could see that being a thing where uh Actors, actresses, and performers generally. Like, we're not talking about like you know necessarily porn performers, but like people who are in like uh, in film, in mainstream film. Um, that you simply have no idea how old they are because they can, well, yeah, they can they can digitally. Age. It's already yeah. It's already it's yeah, already like, with, the technology um, already the, exists. Um, the new Indiana Jones movie they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they basically revived the dead dude no for, there were uh, there were some ar- there were some artifacts there were some artifacts there it's like okay this is this is god-awful looking like yeah they did the you, irishman you watch the trailer 
you well, can see that the Irishman, like you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't really, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't believe that Robert De Niro is like younger suddenly. He still looks like uh, Robert De Niro with a ton of makeup or something like that. He doesn't look like a de-aged Robert De Niro. Uh, but at the same time, I also wanted to like kind of throw in, uh, I, it, this is kind of like the topic of the day, right? Uh, the, the streamer who had, uh, I don't even know who the fuck oh, this Oh my god, is. I know who you're talking about. Weeping yeah. on camera because he watched yeah. a deepfake video of like two other streamers. So I feel like uh, there are like tons of these kind of transgressions waiting to happen before we actually have a meaningful usage of this kind of technology, so to say. Because like, as you said, the images have to come from somewhere. Uh, you can't just right. make up somebody out of thin air. And like uh, a lot of appeal exists in it resembling real people. And uh, that's kind of, I mean, like speaking of uh, Ivy, the illicit, illicit pleasure, um, maybe if you knew that the Rob, the bot was like, you know, imitating someone that you knew in real life who might not have consented to this. Uh, yeah. And like it, it yeah. enters this murky area of like, is this, you know, something that's allowed or not? I mean, certainly not allowed because the individual whose face is being superimposed owns the rights to their face. Therefore, mm-hmm. you can't misuse like this. But then. You know, I feel like areas like that are where, like, I can see this kind of technology becoming, like, growing rampantly as yeah, opposed this to areas. Was, um, yeah, yeah. This was uh, Twitch like streamer by the name of, uh, just real quick, I just want to you know, bring yeah. everybody up to speed so that the audience is aware of what we're talking about. So it's a Twitch streamer by the name of Atrioc. Uh, I, <laughs> listen, man, I, I, when I read this, when I read the sentence, I'm like, none of these words are in the Bible. Um, <laughs> Twitch streamer Atrioc issued an apology after accidentally revealing that he watched deep fake videos of streamers Pokemon and Mia. <laughs> to be fair, like 80% of those words were not in the Bible, for sure. No, I have no idea what any of this shit means. But I'm, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the video, and if you can't hear it, let me know. Can you hear? No. Oh, okay. Um, shoot. Okay. Uh, let, let me uh, let me pull this up. Like, you guys I, I was gonna say, Karthik, I'll I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the sound file if you don't mind, just like, I, or I'll send you the other uh, tweet if you don't mind stripping the sound file. I so, did have a question for Ivy about like for content creators who, I mean, just hours and hours. They're talking about just terabytes of. I'll try to. You know, like the older ones, like, you know, like your cinnamon loves and all that. Do you think they would have a resurgence with, you know, basically putting on a green screen suit and superimposing their 22 year old self on top of it while still doing the same work? Yeah. I, 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 it would be hard to fuck in a green screen suit. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> It'd be hard to feel sexy, too. Like, don't they want to feel like you don't want to feel like horny while you're making porn? Um, Potentially, yeah, but at that point, why not just animate it? If that's if the yeah, because like you said, I don't, I don't even think you person. need a. Uh, do you really? Do you actually need a green screen or a green suit to do that? Or not? Not really. But I mean, if you really want to like get like you know like if you have enough footage to where like we got every angle of every part yeah, of yeah. your body, I mean, it, it would make it makes the process a lot easier just for the machine learning to just hey everything that's green. Put this body on top of it, and where all the places it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely a consideration. I'm not sure it would be it would be suspect to me, and um, 
Oh, we have a new caller. Okay. Oh, no, no, I, I just, uh, I was just moving, I was just moving through the queue just to make sure that we're able to, to get to all of our callers. Okay, counterpoint to the last guy's point. Here's why that would not replace it and use it as own thing. Um, the people who pay all this money just to, like, keep these people afloat and the ones that do that, more times than not, those are people in, like, countries where their economy fucking functions. So, that is... So, as long as those countries, you know, don't go through a bit of a regime change, dot, 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 they're fine. But to say that all the American ones will collapse, it's like, you really don't understand how well local women on OnlyFans can do. I know at least two women, one I used to work with, one used to be my roommate, who have OnlyFans and literally paid their fucking mortgage with that shit. Now, is that going to be on the same level as the woman making you know, possibly millions of dollars on there from, like, people from, like, you know, United Arab Emirates? No, but it does lead to a comfortable life in what would be considered, you know, postmodern, late capitalist America. Now, going to the next point you said here about the the whole, like, the AI replacing things. Here's why that will not work. Also, using uh, Cinnamon Love, I've actually spoken with her. Very nice woman. Not directly, but still. Did uh, you? Did you speak with her, or did you speak with? It was on. It was on. It was on. It was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, and how? And how do you know? Do you know because we had an actual conversation. We had an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I hypothetically, if I get hired by that person, I am having those conversations, and that is a lot of the time these creators are trying to give off the effect as if they love their fans and that they well the way i the way i figured it out is really simple how many followers does this lady have over a hundred thousand over ten thousand i can guarantee that that person probably isn't responding to the dms on their twitter oh no it was not dm it was like a respond to a like a toast yeah to a tweet like i and it was i could tell it was like actually from her because if it was, like, quickly, I would have figured it out. But it was, like, hours later, and I wasn't really paying attention, so I was like, eh, fuck it. So I figured that much. But going back to it, the chat thing might work, but it has its limits. Unless we're planning on going down the road of, like, what I like to call uh, Girl 6 to Electric Boogaloo Universe, if anyone knows what movie I'm referencing. <laughs> Please tell me someone knows what movie I'm talking about. Please. Anybody? I have no Girl idea. Six, Spike Lee movie, come on. Oh my god, man. How long ago was that? Okay, all right. Teresa Randall will always be one of my longtime crushes. <sighs> I do not care. I don't care. Yes, I know she plays the mom on Bad Boys. Back to my point. Um, it, yeah, there will be this high number of you know women getting this sort of money, but the whole thing about them being foreign and all this other stuff, like, that has a very, very, very limited uh, demographic as far as poor. Like I tell you all the time, don't underestimate how much money a woman who looks like she works like security at like the Port Authority could make on OnlyFans. I've seen it. I've done a. I've done IT for these women's OnlyFans. I've seen how much they fucking make. So, and also the whole thing with like the AI. Like, the whole, like, mapping on to a new face, 
why would I do that when the old videos still just exist and I can just go watch that? Like, I know time passes. Only, like, complete psychopaths are going to care that you don't look the same way you. Why would I care that Cinnamon Love doesn't look the way she does now when Cinnamon Love with gray hair is still very attractive? It's like, I don't <laughs> care. You, there's literally a video where your hair is, like, completely, like, red in a form that does not exist in nature. I don't care that she's old. Like, like, there are dudes still paying for Cherokee Diaz's uh, OnlyFans, and how long has she been? She literally has her own studio at this point. She literally doesn't do it hardly anything now. She just this is shit. <laughs> That's literally the how long she's been. And she literally just started up shop. So it's like, like it's it's not gonna like completely like undercut everyone. It's like it might make a lot of money, one, but like. That's a too niche, and also, like, the whole green screen thing, yeah, like, I don't know who said it, but, like, I think it was Ivy who said it, like, yeah, no one wants to try and, like, be fucking or sexy while on green screen. Also, what, the what, what theoretically would be the, what would be even the scenario that would, would be... I'm sorry, is my mic too loud? Fucking hell. Yeah, you, yeah, you're scaring the hose, bro. You're scaring the hose. I fucking I, hate I, Back off your microphone by about six inches. I fucking hate this mic. I hate this mic so much. <laughs> I wish it I wish it all the bad things in life to you. I, I dab it to the sixth circle of hell. Oh, bad things in the world happen to the mic and nobody but that mic. Uh that's why you that's why you go ahead and you get uh and I'm not being paid to say this or nothing like that. I just it's just my favorite microphone. Audio Technica AT twenty twenty. Great microphone. Fantastic microphone. Yeah, I'll take a note, but but the thing I was just saying was this. It's like, think about it. There's only so there's only so much money can go around, but it's also like the 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 AI has its limits, and the limits are things where let's be real, these are nerds a lot of times in these sort of things. So eventually we'll all either A figure out figure out how to make it without the site, or we'll just steal it. But it's like there's still going to be money in it, but it's like you, there's going to be so many limits. Or it's like I like just I, I just don't think that I don't think that AI is going to be able to take the place of like real life people. I, I just I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, we get it. Black Tony Strokes, you had sex with cinnamon love, lovely. Anyway, um, but the point I'm trying to make is this: yeah, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna replace it because it's like the only people that will be into that will be people yeah with a lot of money but it will be a very small number of people online in terms of the board audience and the demographic will be so small that it won't grow that it will just be this very niche thing going to this very niche group of people who can afford it. I don't know. I don't think it'll be niche because loads of people love hentai. Loads of people love cartoon. Loads of people love animated porn. It's just the people who are looking to support somebody on OnlyFans are usually looking to support them. Because if you don't care about supporting a, a particular person, then why the hell use OnlyFans? Why not just Yeah, I, yeah, use, I think they weren't like, in that market to begin with. You're right. Yeah, but it's going to have its limits where it's like the only people that are going to find this kind of thing high and could afford it won't be that expansive. Like, hentai is one thing. Do you know how, okay, do you know how fucking weird people can be, though? 
This is, like I'm never gonna bet again. Uh, it's gonna here. price people out. It's gonna price people out. like the sex dolls. It's gonna price people out. Not everybody can afford the sex dolls. Those things cost like I don't even remember the price because I have. Am I, so am I to assume that you've priced one out? <laughs> I looked. I looked one up years. I looked one up years ago just for shits and giggles. I don't remember the actual price how long ago it's been. So for all I know, for inflation, who knows? It could be in the. You know, six, seven digits for all I fucking know. I don't know, but all I, think, I know, I, think I might have looked it up when uh, Lars and when I watched Lars and the Real Girl just to see like. like oh, you seen that too? That movie's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. But movie. I don't remember how much. Yeah, and, and also like I, I guess like this. This brings the question of since you brought it up, I think it's a good point. Um, like, it might actually be an alternative. Like they might have figured out that like the, the doll might not sell as much, but like the AI version of it might actually be much more lucrative. And and in fact, like, okay. And this is where I'm going to have to start. This is where my Midwestern is going to kick in. That shit is very, has a very limited market because you can't, Mm, how do I put this? It's kind of like the whole the whole like test with like the capuchin monkeys with like the terry cloth, the terry cloth uh, monkey that doesn't like have any have any nutrients. But then there's the wire one that actually does dispense milk, but they go to the terry cloth mother. Yep. It's kind of that doesn't exactly work in this case with porn because you automatically know either there's nothing under the there's no wiring under there. Or the wire, there's a wire, but it's an apparatus. There's no person there. Like, well, I think you know everybody look wants a connection with someone else, right? They want to be able to like share their life with another person, and with OnlyFans, they can actually have that illusion of sharing their life with another person. You can't have that with like an AI bot, and. And I and you know I'm not into OnlyFans, but I've had people on Twitter explain to me why they like OnlyFans, and it's usually they want a connection with another woman because they can't get it in real life, and that you're not going to be able to replace that type of connection with an eyebot. I mean, precisely. It's just not happen. Yeah, precisely. And and, and straight and, people are terrible at having casual sex. It's just not a thing for y'all. And so, like, there is lots of, yeah, people well, who I would support, definitely like, OnlyFans who aren't having casual sex because it's just not a, a uh, it's still a taboo thing. And so, yeah, where else are you going to go to feel that connection? Sorry to interrupt, but you're totally right. Oh, no worries at all. Uh, Q, uh, did you get a chance to get the clip? Uh, yeah, I did. Actually, I can, I can go ahead and play that. Uh, oh, my God. This is... <sighs> why do you like me, uh, me I, I, I no me so, yeah why, why do you think that straight people have problems with like casual sex for the most part um the I, my theory would be again the uh influence of mainly christianity on what on our morals as a society and queer people have always had to and trans people have always had to um uh, define their uh, define themselves outside of the morals of Christianity, and so we've kind of had that, um, like we've we've gotten a relief from that, and so um, 
yeah, a rebel, like, the yeah, a rebel is totally going to, I don't know, do some, do the, do the stuff that, that is uh, taboo in that culture. And therefore, we don't get a choice about whether we're uh, not fitting into the norm or not, but we're totally gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, my, my personal, my personal POV is that, like, it, part of it is, like, this, uh, nuclear family concept that we've sort of enshrined um, this idea that like, you know, marriage is between one man and one woman, uh, which even though, you know, same sex marriage is, is uh, legal in, in most Western countries, we still have this idea pulling around our heads that, you know, uh, that uh, marriage is a sacrosanct pact and it's between uh, a man and a woman. And I, I think we just get very, like jealous and easily emotionally attached. There is also the, you know, the, the issue of like reproduction and you know, knowing who your children's parents are, shit like that. Like I, I can understand why people are a little bit weird about polyamorous yeah. relationships. Me personally, I just, I, I just don't really care either way. As long as it's not hurting anybody, it's just none of my goddamn business, but I, I could see why people have a, a bit of weirdness around it. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely a component of it too. With in queer relationships, pregnancy is not a, a worry, and so casual sex is less of a negotiation, less of a threat to your future. Yeah, well, um, I would say for me, like I've only sorry, loved uh, sorry one real woman. real quick, real quick, Michael. Oh. Just wanted to make sure that uh, Robert was able to ask his question. Uh, Michael can finish his point if he has something okay. to say. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I would say for me, like, I've only loved one, one woman. That's my wife. So, like, for me, it's not hard Wait, at you all. only love one woman or you've only loved one woman? I've only loved one woman. That's my wife. I, like, you've only, only loved one woman in your wife? life? That would be really awkward if wow. the one woman that you love. Yeah, I've never, I've never had any romantic feelings for any other girlfriends that I've ever had. Oh, my man don't uh, love these hoes. My goodness. Hi. Yeah, like, they, I had fun with them. You know, yeah. we had good times. Um, I might have had better times than they did at the end of the relationship. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've only I've only loved one woman. And, you know, now that I'm with my wife, despite, you know, obviously, your know, marriage is, it, it's a struggle, especially when we have four kids and they're, they're all five and five and under. Um, you know, I don't even think about other women. Like, I don't, I don't look at other women. I don't really, like, you know... Um, the first thing I say to a girl when she tries to hit on me is I'm married with kids like that. Like that's, that, that's the first thing out of my mouth. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that everybody like is predetermined for a polyamorous. Okay. I just think no, that no, a I'm lot of people that. settle. I, I would say a lot of people settle for people that they don't really love. And that is, that's why they're looking in other places for for a sec. That with that being said, polyamorous and is they, a real thing. Like you know, that there, there, that that definitely is a real thing, and where it makes yeah, sense for most for the or not. Yeah, yeah, and I think as oh no, I lost my point, but totally. <laughs> All right, I mean, I can step in. Uh, yeah, guess, Robert, you can go ahead and ask a question. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have just. A, a little bit of a point more about like AI and whenever we have, I mean, AI comes up a lot, but I feel like no one ever talks about 
AI itself. And I think it's because a lot of people don't understand it. But yeah, for as much as you can get maybe like a plausible image of a person, if you just like take a look, at gl- take a glance, at like an AI generated picture, and you might think it's a person. Whenever you look at like those details, like we talked about earlier, like fingers, eyes, there's always something like weird about them, right? And uh, I forget who it was earlier. Someone was like Black, Tony Stark, maybe. Talk about how like, oh, they're working on the fingers and stuff like that. It's not that simple because at the end of the day, AI is just a fancy word for statistics and it just looks for patterns. And one of the big problems in AI is people don't know what's how it works or what it's doing other than like kind of from a macroscopic angle. Like the actual it's kind of the actual what the actual computer does, the math is completely unintelligible. And I don't, you know, will AI ever get good enough to the point where it could create an image that's completely new? I I don't know. It's, I would say it's probably decades away because one, there's like, among other things, there's a lot of different ways to do AI. And one of the reasons why a lot of AI looks good as it is, is because it just takes an existing real picture and just tweaks small details about it. It, it. it doesn't actually even, it doesn't generate anything. It just yeah, it doesn't generate it already on exists. Its own. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why, like, I, I saw some of those pictures, and honestly, it looks like the same, like, you know, it'll be like four people in, like, the same picture. It looks like the same person, just copy-paste. It, it doesn't look like it's making four different people. It's just a copy-paste, which is, you know... It's not, I guess I'm saying like the technology is a lot further away. And I think a lot of people buy into the hype of AI a lot more because a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of money into this. A lot of people are deceptive about it. And you can have versions of AI that look promising, but are just going to hit a wall because when you're just, it looks plausible because it's just a real picture that it changed little details of. I mean, at well, the end of the I think the main. I think the main thing with AI is that, you know, it allows companies to basically separate labor from profit because now they don't have to hire real women who will get, you know, paid properly for their services. They can just use these like fake AI bots and have no one that they have to pay. But I, yeah, well, I just don't, I just don't see based on what I've, what I've talked to with, with the, people that use OnlyFans, I don't see them like preferring this over OnlyFans. Like they, they're just not going to like this. I mean, I think there's definitely niches for it. I mean, I, I, there's people, you know, I mean, when you're horny, people are really stupid. And, you know, I see black Tony Starks commented, like people bought the self-driving tech. I mean, Tesla technically doesn't sell self-driving technology because it's illegal. And there's a bunch of, details and yeah like people are stupid and they'll buy it and i think ai will be in the porn industry but i don't think it'll change anything about like the customer side of it because the way i see ai the most it will ever do is even if even if we get like the perfect ai that makes generates people from scratch that's like have never existed i don't see it replacing for example people who exist right now that just steal other people's content and impersonate them i i think that's the furthest extent it'll change like the customer side of it. I think on the back end, like, yeah, like maybe they'll like that bigger porn companies will, you know, just not 
hire people, not pay people for work. They'll just like use existing work maybe, but kind of like on the customer end, I don't think it'll change anything. Yeah. One thing I will say it could change is that you could have customers that will make AI images of real women they have crushes on in real life and create these, you know, illusions of a connection with someone that has, or that wants nothing to do with them in real life, but it allows them to have that connection, oh, which is creepy totally. and weird in a different That's way. That's so creepy. And, and I also think that the next big push in um, technology, oh, maybe, uh, augmented reality, like the way that, I mean, like a Snapchat filter is an example, but also like, um, Mercedes, if you look at their sat nav um, GPS screens now, they will show you a live feed of where you're driving and then like arrows pointing to where they want you to turn. BMW is, I really like cars. Um, BMW is developing the same technology so that it can be, uh, projected onto your windscreen so that it's literally like, Oh, like you. on the windshield that show. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen that. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. And, and Robert, that self-driving technology does exist. There are three companies in China, at least that are using LiDAR technology to do it. Volvo, which is owned by Geely has it. Um, Tesla absolutely has it and has had a, like successful self-driving, but that's just me being uh, uh, I mean, that, that's going to be some really, really successful. great, like, uh, that, sorry, that's going to be some really great 3D technology when the driver ultimately goes through the windshield. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, when I but talk about, like, I think the people with whom we're, we're going to be like, that's that could totally transform porn too. That it's going to be like you're going to have a uh, a person with whom you can interact that is completely like falsely generated, but um, like, yeah, augmenting your reality to make it look like, I don't know, they are responding to you. They are also, I don't know. I don't know how it would yeah, But that like, kind of exists look. now, as is. And, you know, there's probably, I mean, there's tons of people, I'm sure, that are just impersonating other people. They take other people's pictures. They take, you know, and then yeah. when it comes to, like, a chat, yeah. they can do that. I mean, oh, I guess I wasn't thinking about, you know. Efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. And the augmented reality is a bit different. I mean, when you, I mean, just quick note about the cars. I mean, yeah, they're developing the technology and eventually I think it'll be good enough to use, but as is, it's not, I mean, if the cars do like drive themselves to a limited extent, there's just a lot more problems than people think about. uh, Sure. But there's also um, Shanghai um, and two other cities in China let Xpeng. Uh, use their self-driving technology in the town. And um, there's two other cities in China, too, that let another brand, I'm not sure what it's called, but, and these are, you're right, they are imperfect. They are um, often, like, they'll, they'll be too slow to sit out of, a, like, to figure out a problem. And you'll have to put your hands on the steering wheel, but often they would have yeah. eventually I mean, figured I'm not saying it's never going to happen. I'm, but, you know, it's, the current state of it is a lot... It's a lot murkier than I think a lot of people realize because their interaction with AI is exclusively through people advertising it for their own companies. And they over, I think 
people severely overestimate how good AI is. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, AI driving only has to be better than the average person. And then it's better. Then, then, it's just, then it makes sense to use it. Because even if it's imperfect, it's still better than what people have. But it's still a ways away. And there are, like, not even just, like, code and, like, limits. There are some, like, physical limits, too, with, like, processing speed that we're not going to get past. At least not re- not soon. But I guess I, 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 when it comes to like the industry, I don't know how much it'll actually change because I still think in terms of, you know, even even if companies can generate people from scratch, there's still going to be some people who want a parasocial relationship. And that's that's what they want. And that's I don't think it's go away. Isn't there like, uh, I mean, as I'm seeing in the chat, this uh, augmented reality is going to provide sensory data beyond visuals. Uh, I, I saw like a couple of things. One, that you can actually touch the back of your phone and it's going to feel like skin or something. And then isn't there like a, oh a, a thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> isn't there like a thing that uh, is going to make your uh, phone smell uh, unless I like totally had a dream or something like that? I feel like those two would be game changers. Especially for porn. Uh, I don't know. It's phone's really small. <laughs> yeah. Put too much stuff on there. And if the idea of a phone that uh, the idea of a phone who's like backing or case or whatever feels like human skin, that's 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 a little bit too much for me. I think I might just like I might just like cut the or just like go completely like off the grid when that happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that could happen to like an extent, but like more of like a room setup. I mean, if you think about like. Uh, like VR now, like you have to like set up a bunch of cameras in your room and it takes up a more space than people think about. Cause it's just like, also when it comes to like smells, it's just like, you need like to have like canisters of smells that get spurted out somehow into like the air. I don't It's, I'm sorry, but I have to, I have to say it. I, I know it smells crazy in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, it's reaching the eleven o'clock hour, and I just want to make sure that we respect uh, Ivy's time and uh, and the uh, the audience as well. Were there any uh, final questions or comments that uh, the the panel wanted to make? I want to say that like I saw Todd's call, call, so I don't know if uh, she wants to come back. Oh yeah, Mo wanted to just Mo wanted to to hop in and talk shit, but uh, we actually spoke on Signal. Um, she she'll she'll be back. She'll be back uh, pretty soon. Um, okay, and, thanks. I'll, I'll hop off here, guys. No, no, all good. Have Appreciate good it, and, and thanks for the call. Um. Ivy, is there anything that you wanted to plug? Um, no, not really. Okay. Uh, thank you, though. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks and, for coming by. Yeah, no, very interesting. Cool conversation. And uh, fuck yeah. Thanks <laughs> yeah, no worries. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming through. <laughs> um, just wanted to let everybody know that we're going to be back here on Thursday evening at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, that's where you can catch us uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you like us, please support us. Let people know about uh, the show. We are up against, you know, Brianna Dwight Gray's show. We are up against um, uh, uh, Aaron Maltain and, and uh, Katie Halper. And while we are in friendly competition with all of them, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, people see the value in our show and that everyone's coming to call in to listen to our show and not all of these, like, political, these politically-minded shows. So if you like us, please support us. Let people know about us. Uh, we will have our uh, locals page up uh, fairly soon. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for all the, uh, the callers that uh, hopped into the queue. 
Uh, thank you for all of your listeners, or all the other uh, listeners. And uh, we'll see you again.